Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Week Pastor Podcast. Um, it is Sua here. I just wanted to give all of our listeners this week a heads up that we ran into some technical difficulties this week. And so you will definitely hear some echoing in the background, but I promise you the content itself is completely worth the subpar sound quality. So I hope that you will continue to listen and um, I promise to have this issue resolved by next week's episode. Thank you, everyone. You are listening to season three of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Welcome to the Week Pastor Podcast. We are so, so delighted that you have joined us for this new episode. We're I'm super excited about this episode. And I just want to say in advance, Sua, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this uh to our audience. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know why, Sua, right? I do, but um I don't I don't know if this is the way we want to start off like the new No, I I do, I do, I do, because <laughs> You are going to be so blessed for the next few weeks listening to this podcast because That's we have true. some we have some amazing guests that are on here, and uh, I'm going to introduce you to them in just a second. But their story is going I I do believe is going to uh, impact you in a deep way, and so because I know that, I'm already going to say you're welcome because you're going to thank us that we invited these two to be here. And so I want to introduce to you. Uh, I'm going to is there something about not taking the glory from God? I just want to say yes. That's true. That's true. I don't want to steal any glory from God, but I do. But I am so happy that we get to do something very different uh, that we haven't done uh, really. But uh, yeah, I want to introduce to you Sam and Esther and Sam and Esther. um, They are our special guests today. So please say hello, Sam and Esther, to our audience. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be with you today. Yes, yes. Hello, my name is Sam. It's really good to be here. And I, wrote, I really appreciate it to Sue and Pastor Peter that give us this opportunity to just share with everyone. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and so you guys are probably like, what's going on here? So don't worry, we're going to get to it. Uh, they are not from this country, as you can tell by their accent. Um, they are somewhere from like the Middle East. And so they've been in this country for some time now. So how long have you guys both been living in the United States? Uh, for me, it's around like eight years and a half. Eight and a half years. Yeah. Wow. I came to the U.S. in 2012. So it's been okay. about 10, 11 years right now. 12. Yeah, yeah. That's that's about, it's going into your 12th year now. Going into your 12th year. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Fantastic. And so I guess what we do in this podcast is we like to ask questions, sort of like to get to know us a little bit. Uh, and the question I have for both of you, and Sua, you know, I don't think we can really answer this, but we can definitely, if we have something, we can share. Well, but I'm now that you guys have been, I'm a huh? I, I, uh, not really. Come on, not really. I think not I was really. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's no, yes, yes, but you're not a recent foreigner, okay? So I'll say that you're not a recent foreigner. Yeah. So, so this this question is for. Uh, uh, Sam and Esther, but you've been in this country now for anywhere between 8 to 11, 12 years. Uh, can I ask you, like, what is one thing you really like about the American culture? But what is one thing that kind of bothers you about the American culture or that you don't like about the American culture? One thing you like about the American culture, but the other thing that kind of bothers you uh, that uh, that you don't like about the American culture? And just being very honest, it's okay. There's This is a this is an umbrella of safety here, and every answer is a good answer. So we'd love to just kind of get to know you in that way. Okay. So for me, um, I love, like, when I'm going outside everywhere, all the people, most of the time, they give you a smile. Mm. So 
I like it. I really like it. When I came here, I thought, what? They don't know me. Why they give me a smile? It was feeling like good, comfortable for me. So, uh... and, and Esther, I just want you to know, like, that's because you're in Ohio. If you come to New York, people are not going to smile at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> people in New York aren't that nice. They're, you don't get smiles. So, uh, yeah, but Ohio... It's a whole different level. So yeah, that's because you're in Ohio. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the thing that I don't like it. Um... Winter time? No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> you love it. I know yeah, you love she loves it. winter. She yeah. loves winter. Wow. From the city, it's really hot. Wow. So we didn't see too much snow every couple of years. Wow. I'm running away. I can tell <laughs> you, but she loves it. <laughs> wow. And uh, because I don't like the thing that I don't like it, maybe sometimes too much rule. Rules? Yes. Mm. Or, too, or too much discipline. Really? That's how you feel about America? I, I saw a lot of my friends wow. they had a lot of discipline, a lot of rules, which is we didn't mm. have it too much. Do, do you mean like with, with, with kids or do you mean? No, I'm not. That's, that's my concerns too. Let me just share. Okay. So oh, for same. me, yeah, for me, a big good thing about these cultures and bad thing is one thing. Being in a schedule for everything. Oh, Sometimes it's ah. good to not have too much schedule. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, oh, you know, you, you, you know, you have, you know, for, from me, when I came here, it was super good to just see everyone that they have their own schedules, their own plans. But it is bad because I remember my first year when I came here, uh, I was working at the hotel and uh, my coworker, he wanted to schedule the plans to see his mom. Yes. Same city for next two weeks. And I told him, is, he, is she living here, same city? He says, yeah, like about 15 minutes, 20 minutes from me. So <laughs> in my country, if I want to go see my mom, I'm going over there and open the door. That's yes, the yes, door. yes. Yes. Door. yes. And go and say, Hi, yeah, mom, yeah. I'm home. Yes. But yeah. you're making the schedules for next two weeks. What What do you think? What do you want? Why? <laughs> so that's, that, awesome. that's what we mean. You know, like, like, like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is so fantastic. It's same, it's incredibly. Good, yeah, good thing was said, like no, uh, just having a schedule. We didn't have it. Yeah. No, that's you know. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true because and part of this is that uh, because America is such an individualized culture, that's why we have these schedules, you know, to kind of keep us sort of like in that way. And in an Eastern culture, because, you know, Sue and I are from Asia, from an Eastern culture as well, like, and you know this, it's so much more community-based. And so it's like, you don't need a schedule because everything revolves around community. In America, it doesn't. It revolves around my life, what I need to do, what I don't need to do. And that's why scheduling is so, like, we're so fixated with it here. So interesting. What a great insight. What a great insight. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so listen, I mean, one of the things that we like to do is kind of kind of just have some time for you to introduce yourself to the audience and i'd love for you to spend just a brief moment doing that and we love to get to know you a little bit and then eventually what we're going to do uh audience is that we're going to actually make this a two-part series because we want uh we want esther to share her story first and then that'll be the first that'll be this episode and then next week 
will be the episode where Sam gets to share his story. And we're just going to go deeper because it's a pretty profound story that we felt like we needed to we needed to make into two episodes. So first of all, guys, I just wanted to ask both of you, like, how long have you been married? It was around like 10 years. Okay. We, we got married three ways because we were Muslim. So at the first, we had to go from our rule to get permission from you got government. married three times yes, yes. <laughs> wow. wait, wait you got married three times not two times but three times the same person so it, what a blessing my husband was out of our country at that time so i was living okay. in my country so we have to go to the one of the country in middle east to visit each other again so they knew we were Muslim. They asked us for the document. We had to go by their rule, Islam Bay. Oh, wow. And then they gave us a permission, a letter. We went uh, to the, that, that uh, country, way, their way. And then they gave us a permission. And brought a lot of documents, permission from there, here, for the lawyer to get an embassy visa. When we came here, we had them married in the church here. And we wanted okay. to bless them, okay. bless them marriage and just... It's a start like 10 years ago. So, so okay. I guess, what, what is your official answer? I guess since the first one, I guess? Yes. <laughs> I tried the first one as long way because it was the first okay. time 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. 10 so years ago. We, and we wanted to do that on an Islam space, but because of, we needed to just have some okay. documents from our governments that sure. show us that sure. we are really you know we are married you know so that was mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was a- and, and can i can i ask you guys how did you guys meet how did you guys meet let's just share it about uh when we are talking about our stories because be- oh okay okay it, it'll come there it'll come up there okay yeah i remember in underground churches yes oh okay that's how you guys met okay yeah yeah and then and then can i ask you to like just generally like how long have you guys been christians uh for me it's around i guess a 19 years um, i um it was on 2002 or three. Oh, okay yeah yes yeah, a while ago yeah okay so around the same you guys have been christians pretty similarly around the same amount of years together okay well that's really great and so one of the things that we're going to do audience is that we're actually going to um hear their story and so, uh, you know, we're really excited about that. And so we're going to start with Esther first and then this week and then the Sam story will be for next week. And so, yeah, so hopefully that's good. And so, um, you know, Esther, if it's OK, we're going to get started with you. And so I'm just, I just want to ask, like, if you would just start just share your testimony, your story with us, with our audience. Um, Sua basically called me this week and said, hey, listen, I have an idea. Um, I really think we should have uh, Esther and Sam. I'm joined the podcast because their story is so powerful, the testimony is so powerful. And so I would like to just hear your story. Our audience would love to hear your story for you to share about it. So if you would, would you please be open to sharing? Sure. It's an honor to share how God uh, worked and is still working in our life. So I don't know how to start. Sometimes it's hard to start because he did a lot of miracles. So, um, so when I was, uh, I was born and raised up in Muslim uh, country, a strong Muslim family. So, um, so all the time, uh, as I remember till I was a teenager, uh, all the time I was looking for God, but because in Islam, way Quran, 
the way that they uh, teaching us about God is most of the time it scared you. So I was trying my best to do all the rules from my holy book, Quran, but all the time I was scared from God. But there was some, there's a, there was a question in my mind all the time was, I was asking myself why I, like why I was born, why I came to the earth, what's the, I felt there's a, like something like the secret that we don't know about God, we should search, we should, we should find the answer. All the time I was like going and searching. So I tried my best all the time to uh, do uh, uh, everything from Quran. I had a full cover hijab for a long time, do Islam, be namaz, reading Quran. So, but I never had a peace. So, uh, so my dad always, uh, he was a really, really angry person. I had a lot of trauma from childhood, teenager, even older. Uh, when I was 17 years old, I decided to like find a way and run away from my parents' house, my heart. Mm. I decided to get married with anyone else. It doesn't matter. Just be free from his house, his rule. And gotcha. So I got married with a guy that, uh, uh, so I felt, okay, so I'm going to have a new chance, new life, have a freedom. So when I got married he, with him uh, for six years, it was worse and worse. Mm -hmm. So he was all the time angry person. He was all the time uh, not, not trusting God, use a bad word to God. And after mm. that, he, all the time he was using drug. And I decided to go get divorced and go back to my parents' house. As our culture, when you got get divorced, you have to go back to your parents' house. Leave, leave. Yeah. And I was thinking, what should I do? I got married with him because of my father, my brothers. Now I have to go back. And I felt I have to choose between bad or worse. I don't have another choice. Mm. So I was decided to choose between bad and worse. His cousin came to me and he said, this is a secret movie. I guess you love to watch it. When I watched it, it was Passion of Christ. Mm. Now, now, was the cousin a Christian yeah, or yeah. no? No, no, no. Even right now, after like 20 years, he doesn't trust God. But he but, just wanted you to watch this movie about yeah, Jesus. That's so random. Yes, he bring it. He brought it to me. He said, "Wow, you love it. It's a second movie. I guess you can like watch it." And I said, "Sure." So I started watching that movie. Even I didn't know anything about Jesus. The only thing I knew Jesus is like Muhammad. Jesus is prophet. That's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the school, when I watched that movie three times, I was super like hungry. I was like crying and crying and watched that movie alone. So I felt Jesus is hurting because of me. Mm. I decided to search around Jesus. Few weeks after that, I got divorced. I go back to my parents' house. I was deeply depressed because of my situation. As my culture, I am a divorced woman. What should I do? What is my future? So one day after three months, I was crying and I was alone. My old friend called me and she invited me to go to their house. She said, it's the ladies gathering. I went to their house and I find my old friend that my ex-husband cut our relationship. I didn't know any news from mm. her for like two or three years. 
when we saw each other, we hugged each other, and she was totally different. When I mm. asked, she had peace. She was everything was different. When I asked her, "What's happened to you? Why you are real different?" She said, "Okay, so she, I'm Christian." I, I said, "What? Are you Christian?" So this gathering that you went to, Esther, it wasn't like a Christian gathering. No, 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 no. It was just a no, random no. gathering. Yes. So, wow. Uh, yeah, so she said, yes, I'm Christian. I said, you don't scare? She said, no. I said, if the government find it, they're going to kill you. She said, I don't care. And I was like shocked and I was hungry to wow. hear more. I said, how? Why? She said, because I love Jesus and he loves me so much. So I have a couple questions for you. So first and foremost, you, you, you're, you lived in a country where if you became a Christian, the government will kill you, Probably. right? Yeah, they, they, it's, it's really bad to be a Christian yes, in, in, they, in your country. A lot of like uh, pastors. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in jail and yeah. Of, yes, it's really dangerous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the second thing was, is it easy for a woman to get a divorce in your country? Uh, not really easy. Yeah, it's hard, right? It's hard, yes. But when um, both sides, they are agree, it's easier. Okay. But all the time, the government, the rule is beside men, not the woman. Right. The woman, they don't have any power, any control on their life and their money and their yeah. job, even child. So you can't, for example, if you're going to go to trip with your child without husband, you have to get permission and show them. Mm. You can't yeah. Get so if your first husband said, I don't want a divorce, you wouldn't be able to get a divorce, right? Yes, but for six years, we wanted, we gave him a lot of chance. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. And, and after the six years, praise the Lord. Okay. 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 And now you're in this gap. You watch Passion of the Christ, which I'm sure is not easy to watch in your country because it's about Jesus Christ. But somehow you were able to watch it. And then you get invited to this gathering with women and you meet an old friend that your former husband would not allow you to connect with. And she becomes a Christian and she, her life's completely transformed. And you said you could die if you let people know that. And she says, I don't care because Jesus loves me. Right. That's kind of what she said to you. Yes. Okay. So now continue. Like, how did you process that? Like, here's this, like, you just watched the movie about Jesus. You're thinking more about him. And now all of a sudden you meet a friend who says, I'm a Christian and I don't care if I die. Like, I just. I, I know he loves me. So like, how, how keep sharing your story, but like, how are you processing all of that? So at that moment, uh, so I was like shocked, but um, so, you know, when this is your day, you are ready. Yeah. That made you ready. Mm. That made me ready. Uh, when she shared with me a little bit, I was really like shocked and hungry at the same time. She saw me, she saw my face and she said, do you want to, leave the gathering and go to my house. Even we went like 20 half hour before that. I said, sure. So after a few minutes, we left the ha their house, the owner house. We went to the her house for like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, she was sharing about Jesus, who is Jesus, what he did mm. for us. And I was, ah, so <laughs> like it was a big, huge thing for me, but it was God and mm. I, I felt oh the secret that in the world I find finally this answer of the secret so 
and I was like a lamb. I was at that time really ready to say yes to Jesus. And she asked me a simple question after 15, 20 minutes sharing about Jesus. She said, Esther, do you want to open your heart to Jesus? All over him? And in, in my heart, I wanted 100 person, but in my mind, I was scared maybe it's a scene. Uh, yeah. So I didn't tell my friend anything. I said, okay, God, I don't know if you're going to punish me or not, but probably not because I want to know you more. So I'm like hungry to hear more about you. So please help me, help me, God, to find this way is 100% truth. And then I said, okay, pray for me. She prayed for me. And then I felt a big, warm hand beside mm. I was crying, crying. I feel so refreshed, peace, happy, happiness, joy, same time. And she gave me my bed. She said, uh, Esther, so don't tell anybody, anybody you are uh, Christian, it's dangerous. This is Bible, just a story. If you have question, ask me a question when we see each other. So I said, okay, I went to my parents' house. I hide my Bible and I heard my dad is crying loud because of the back pain for a long time he had. And I thought, mm. ah. so my friend said, okay, from now till ever, when you pray, the end of the prayer, you should say in the name of Jesus, not somewhere else. Yeah. I went to my parents' house. My dad was crying. I was in a different room, hear his voice. So I said, okay, maybe this is the uh, chance for me to pray. I was praying for my dad. I said, God, Jesus, please heal my dad and let him sleep. Uh, in the name of, I heard my dad was snoring. Wow. Said, wow. 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 How close you are to me. Even I didn't say your name. But you answered wow. very quick. And it was a sign for me. Mm. I decided to jump on the Bible wow. and read, 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 read. So most of the time, the house was full of people. I didn't have a chance to read. So when the house was empty, I was like reading, reading. Mm. So like few months after that, three or four months, my uncle passed away, so they went to their house. My parents' house wasn't a good area. It wasn't safe. My mom asked me to lock the doors and the windows if you're going to stay home. So I said, okay, I was happy because I can read Bible. So they left and I started reading Bible. I was reading and mm, uh, talking to God, even I didn't know that how. <laughs> so uh, I was reading the story of Ibrahim. I was mm -hmm. reading, and reading and crying same time with all my heart. And I said, God of Ibrahim, please show me you are true. You are God. In my heart, I knew it's truth, but in my mind, I was afraid. There was a fight between yeah. me and me. Yeah. So when I was reading Bible and talking and crying, Ah, oh, after a few, I was lay down on my bed, and after a few minutes, I felt someone is walking in the house, and I was looking around myself. I said, "Who is that?" So, and the door and the windows are locked. So I saw a tall man. He came to the frame door, my bedroom, 
door and he had he was tall he had a wavy brown hair brown beard mm -hmm. and uh, something like the role he was he has he had amazing amazing eyes i can't explain about his eyes mm. it was looked like all the galaxy full of love and peace inside his eyes which is what i did at that time and at that time, I had a long hair, <laughs> so uh, I went to him. I, I, at that time, I didn't know who is he. I went to him, and I fell down on his feet. I was crying, and all my tears was on his feet. When I wanted to look at his face, my hair came the tears. So, and I called him father, father. I, I said, please forgive me. He didn't speak to me. He just looked at my face and eyes. And with his eyes, he asked me to follow me. And he left. I'm going to make a story short. And I called my friend who introduced Jesus to me. I explained everything to her at that time. I was crying because I knew there is something spiritually happened to me. But because I scared, everything stopped. So I was asking her, what happened to me? Who was he? She said, are you reading Bible? I said, yes, I'm the story of Abraham. She said, no, I stopped. Go other side. <laughs> <laughs> you should start from New Testament, not Old Testament. New Testament, yeah. yeah you're reading Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she said, I said, okay, so tell me what happened. She said, I don't want to say. I said, okay, you read, you can find it. I said, tell me who was he? She said, good for you, Esther. You saw Jesus in vision. Yeah. I started reading New Testament about Matthew. And then I read the story about Mary, how she met mm. and all tears. And I said, oh, my goodness. So mm. it came to me. Wow, you heard Jesus tell you, follow me, huh? That's, power that's powerful. Yes. And I said, oh, my gosh. It's a hundred percent true. Mm. The only way you are only yeah. One. You came to me. You show my yourself to mm. me. I saw, I was so happy. I couldn't hide it. I wanted to share with everybody. So yeah, was dangerous. I didn't care at that time. So I when I was Muslim, I knew even I didn't do anything wrong. All the time, I was, my dad was angry, and I scared from my dad when he's he was yeah. coming home i wanted to go like hide myself but now i'm christian and i was waiting for that one day when my dad will find it probably he's gonna kill me it's a big shame big sin to our family mm. to the next generation so but i couldn't keep it i told my mom and she got really angry she was wow. crying and beating herself she told my brother who was working for religion police mm. and my dad was working for long years for like as a volunteer for wow. a mosque wow and mm. my dad my brother was working for religion police who is looking for people who change their religion so i told my mom because i was so happy i wanted to share with my mom so, so she got really mad she told my brother he find it and he read my Bible. He was so 
angry. He said, you have to turn back to Islam. Otherwise, I'm going to tell dad. And there was a mm. big one. So, um, and then uh, one day my uh, nephew, he came to me and he says, he was like seven, eight years old. He said, hey, auntie, auntie, I want to become Christian. I said, what? Do you know who is Jesus? He said, yes, I know Jesus is God. I said, how do you know that? And he said, every night you came to my room, you was praying. Late night, you thought I was sleeping, but I was awake. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. And wow. I said, okay. I explained a little bit to him, and then he opened his heart to Jesus. Wow. He became Christian. Wow. And after him, his mom. Wow. So, so his key. Wait, and then his mother became a Christian too? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay, so so let's back up just a little bit, Esther. So when your brother came to you and said, if you do not renounce your faith and go back to Islam, I'm going to tell dad. What did you say to him? You said, no, I don't care. No. Or did you say, no, what did you say yeah. to him? At that? No, no. I, right right now, today, yes, I'm enough strong to say, no, I don't care. So this is my faith. I'm but back then when he told you, when he asked you that, what did you I say? I don't remember exactly. It's like around 20, 19 years ago. I don't remember exactly what yeah. I say. But I remember I said, I love Jesus. Mm. I saw Jesus in vision, how I can reject him. Yeah. So, I don't remember exactly, but I knew for a long time, couple of years, even now, he was angry of me. Because of my faith, he cut his relationship with me a couple of years, and he told he finally told my dad. So my dad find it finally, but the second time he told my dad. Mm. So later the story, it was big, uh, like challenging, like trauma for me. So because, but but all the time, God was faithful. Um, he was next to me for nine years. I was living in my country, no church, no pastor, no Christian like gathering. Yeah, I saw Jesus in vision one time, I saw Jesus in my dream at least 10 times. So, were you still talking to your friend who's a Christian? Were you still talking with her and meeting with her from time to time for prayer? I guess after one year or one year and a half, I don't remember exactly the time, but uh, the religion police find out group. At that time, I was living in different city because of the, I went to university to the okay. And uh, like every two, one month or two months, I came back to my city and I didn't tell my parents. Um, for example, I came Friday, I went to my friend's house for one night and gathering and then tomorrow i go to my family's house so i didn't say i came here yesterday mm. so i joined the group maybe every one month or two months so uh and after one year or one year and a half the religion police found out group at that time i was in university different city i because i wasn't too much active i wasn't active at, at all active actually so they put them in the jail so the leaders so we broke from each other. Mm. And then so, I, so yeah, I, help me help me understand a couple. So your yeah, no. your father, when your brother told your father that you're a Christian, 
how did he respond? Like, did he like yell at you, hit you? Did he tell you to leave the house? Like, how did he respond when he found that you were a Christian? Said she's going to share. There's there's a whole other track of a story that she's going to share later about that whole relationship with her dad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good right. question. Good question. Yep. Uh, uh, after the religion police find our group, they put our leader in the prison, and I like we disconnect. And after a couple months, they let him go out. They had to leave our country. And uh, the leaders have to leave. Them. Yes. And I met my husband over there in the underground churches in their house. So, um, but uh, the leaders, they had to leave, go to the different country as a refugee. So I uh, disconnected with everybody. So I went to university and after I shared with most of my friends, uh, Jesus. I remember two of my friends, they became Christian, two of my cousins, they became Christian. Yeah. And then uh, I had a, uh, I don't know how, but I find another Bible. So there was there was one young lady still from our group. So after a few months, I connected with her. Then um, uh, I guess she gave me another Bible. I don't remember exactly, but uh, I was reading and reading and like praying and uh, sometimes I I had a C one CD driver of the worship by our language. I like turn it on when nobody was home. I was like listening to worship and pretending Jesus is with me. I was dancing and my mom could see every day. So for for five years he was she was fighting with me. You have to go back to Islam. You have to go back to Islam. I was I was like like argue with my mom, mom, this is the only way, this is true, you should come and try it for five years. And uh, during that, those five years, she didn't listen to me at all. And one day she said, if this is your religion and your God is teaching you to fight with your parents, I don't want to hear anything about mm -hmm. Jesus. And I felt God said, uh, stop, you can't change your mom, but I can. Mm -hmm. Just pray for her. So I stopped praying for her. Uh, and then, uh, so I'm going to go back a little bit. Uh, when I went to university, I uh, met a, a Muslim guy. So same major, same class. I we, uh, we felt like falling in love with each other. So we became boyfriend and girlfriend, which is not really good in Islam, <laughs> uh, but because like all the time, I uh, I was looking for love because I didn't see love from mm -hmm. my father. Mm -hmm. I was looking for love from a man. Mm -hmm. I needed, even I knew Jesus loves me so much, I couldn't handle it because I didn't see for a long time from my like father here. Mm -hmm. So we became girlfriend and boyfriend and after a few months, I find my husband, Sam, in Yahoo Messenger group. So, uh, again, so mm, I, uh, we were chatting as a brother and sister. He, uh, he was speaking to me. He fell in love with me at that time. I didn't know that. So I asked him, can you pray for our marriage with me and my boyfriend? And I didn't know about his feelings. So he said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he prayed. 
And after three months, good question. <laughs> and after three, four months, I felt God said, "This guy is not from me for mm. you, Esther." And it just was so hard for me, but I wanted to obey God. I cut mm. my relationship with him, and I called my husband Sam in Yahoo Messenger group to pray for him. Mm. And then he told me, I fall in love with you from like two years ago. Oh my goodness. And then I said, for four years, I said no to him. How many? For four years. Four years? Why? Why? Why'd you say no to Sam for four years? So, because at the first, uh, I got divorced. I was sensitive. Mm. The second reason, because for four years, I still, like, I was feeling about that guy in my heart. Yeah. I wanted to marry him with that feeling. And I felt I need a guy like older than me, more wisdom. I was like Mm. something like really different, but God had a different plan Mm. for me. And after four years praying and praying, I felt God said, "Uh, Sam is for you from me. So I told him, yes. He called my dad as our culture to get permission and six months every day. Okay, so at the first day when he wanted to call my dad, my mom said, it's better to tell your dad Sam is Christian because he, if he will find it outside, he will be more angry. So my mom told him uh, Sam is Christian. So he was saying, no, at all, no, at all. But uh, my mom was talking to him, uh, give him a chance, just one time, let see him. Maybe you can help him to turn back to Islam. And that was a good reason for my dad to say, okay, let's give him a chance. Mm. So he had a wish <laughs> to turn back Sam to Islam. So, and then... Uh, they uh, okay. Uh, they were talking to each other like my my mother-in-law and my father. They were on the phone because at that time they were here. No, at that time they were in a different country to come back come here. So they were talking as a our culture way about his daughter and her son, and then between the conversation. They fight each other because his mom and your dad fought with each other on the phone. Yes, because of the like Christianity and oh, I see. I see. So and after that, my dad said, "No, never. I'm not gonna allow my Muslim daughter marry your Christian." His mom is Christian. Yes, he was Christian. She was Christian. So my dad said, no, never. I'm not going to allow my Muslim daughter marry he your... doesn't know. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't know, know that his daughter is Christian. And my mother-in-law oh. said, no, your daughter is Christian. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so she told your dad. Okay, wow. So your brother didn't tell your dad. It was she told your dad. Okay. Oh, my gosh. He was scared, maybe. He wow. was scared, maybe he's going to hurt me or kill me. But the yeah. same- he thought maybe he's gonna help me to turn back to it. Sure, sure. And then big fight happened in our mm. house. He put me in the room, he locked the door, he took me my phone, my laptop, my every, my Bible. Wow. <laughs> it was really hard time. I, I wow. am ready for like everything. 
So for a week, I never forget that. For a week, all the time, he was crying loud. And he was beating himself. He told me, he told me, if you slept with your brother and have sex with your brother, it was easier for me to hear. Wow. Wow. Uh, and my brother was so angry to see my dad is hurting. Mm -hmm. And he told me all the time. They were fighting all to me, mm -hmm. like with me. And he says, if my dad gonna die, this is your mm -hmm. fault. We never mm -hmm. forget it. And after a week, uh, I felt, even I was like new believer, uh, I felt God told me this is your day. Mm. should go and talk to your dad. Really? Yes, I. Wow. It was really hard for me because even like I, like God was telling you to go to talk to your dad about me. Yes. Wow. This is your time. Well, you must have been scared. Yeah. Really scared at that time. Yeah. Okay, I felt I should go. I should obey God, and I should go. So it was hard because even when I was Muslim all the time, I was afraid for my dad. So I went to him. I said, "Dad," he said, "Don't touch me." Mm -hmm. Like, because he thought I might leave. Oh, wow. uh, I was he was really angry. I said, okay, I'm gonna just explain to you why I became Christian, why I choose Jesus. And he was all the time like this. Yeah, yeah, so he has back turned towards you. Yeah, yes. they wouldn't even look yes. at you. Yeah. Yes, no. For a week. And then I was beside him, sit down and explain how I saw Jesus in vision. And then I asked him after that story, I he a little bit turned back to my mm. face. Mm. And I asked him two questions. I said, Dad, do you believe Holy Spirit came to Mary and Mary got pregnant? He said, of course I believe. I said, do you believe Jesus died on cross for us? He said, yes, of course I believe. Your dad said that? Yes, because Muslim people, they don't believe that part. They believe Jesus didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Judah. Right. And he said, yes, I, I believe. I said, do you believe Jesus will come one day as a savior? He said, of course I believe. Of course I believe. I said, you are Christian right now. <laughs> I, just, I just believe those, answer those questions. Wow. And I just opened my heart to Jesus and invite him to come to my life. That's it. I didn't do anything wrong to Quran or Islam. Mm. I want to obey him because I saw him with my eyes in vision. Mm. How I can reject him? And wow. He said, you know what, uh, Esther? I, I, at that time, I had a like mm. architect license, like a degree. He said, mm. okay, if you turn back to Islam, it was really expensive to go to get your master. He said, okay, if you return back to Islam, I'm going to send you to get your master degree. And at that time, I, I was quiet. And I felt God said, well done. Mm -hmm. Just pray for your dad. And I didn't say So anything. Esther, let me, let, me, let me just ask you something. Uh, let's back up just a little bit. 
um, you, 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 you know, God told you it's time now to talk to your dad about me. And you started talking to him about, do you believe that Jesus died for our sins? You believe he's coming back? And he said, yes, yes, yes. And you said, well, then you're a Christian. How did he respond to that? How did your dad react when you said, well, you're a Christian? Oh, Thank you for your question. I forgot this part. After those things, he said, sure, I believe those things. But I believe Muhammad came after Jesus to make everything done. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's important. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Then he was waiting for me to turn back to Islam. And I didn't speak to him anymore after that, even till today, after like 18 years. Mm. So, and, uh, and I, at that so point, you haven't spoken to him about Jesus, but you still speak to him. Yes. Right, right. Yes. You're not like not speaking to him. It's just, yes. you just don't bring up yes. Christianity. Okay. Yes. Okay. One time by text, I'm going to tell you later. And then, uh, uh, and then at that time I told Sam, not call me anymore. I don't want to marry you. So my dad is really angry. And after, I don't know, a few months or a year, I don't remember. So God made a way for us. There was a lot of friends here from our church. They were praying for our marriage at that time. So and God uh, made When you say from here, you mean uh, Sam's friends in America? Yes. In and they were praying for you. Okay, praying for your marriage. Okay. Yes, they were praying for our marriage. And God opened the door. So he started calling my dad again and my dad said no no but my mom said uh as our culture esther got divorced we don't know about her uh, her future mm -hmm. and i'm worried for her please give him a chance give mm -hmm. her a chance go and uh, because sam was calling my dad to go to different country close by our country to visit each other because he couldn't come back to our country it was dangerous mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to buy a ticket, book your hotel, you come, and let's see, let, uh, like see each other at least for one time and say no to, to me later. And then uh, my dad said, okay, so we went to that country, we visited each other. And then after a day, he changed. When he saw Sam, he changed. Um, he felt there is something inside Sam is different. And then he said, let's go outside, just two of us, Sam and my dad, to speak. We went outside, we were, they were talking. And then when they came back home, my dad said, yes. Wow. Oh, it's a miracle. So, and wow. then after two years, uh, he turned back to our country. He was talking to my brother to get permission from them too. And then after two years, uh, uh, so a few months later, we went to that country again. We got engaged in uh, Islam way, and then we had a document. So he came back here to the United States. He had a lawyer. So I came mm -hmm. like, like two years after that. I came here by Syriza. Wow. So when we came here, like right away, I became pregnant, and then uh, after a few months, we applied for them to come here. For my first delivery, uh, your your family, your yes, parents? my parents. Uh, it was a miracle they could get a visa. They came here. Wow. And everything was new. At at the first, it was hard for my dad because he couldn't speak English, and everything was 
different. There was a uh, one lovely family. I love them so much. Hopefully they're gonna hear that. They were really, really like godparents to us mm -hmm. all the time, care about us. They spent a lot of time with my parents, even they couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. so we were helping to translate. So for like two or three months. Uh, after two two months and a half, my dad said, I'm going to go back to my country. It's hard to stay here, but your mom can stay with you. Wow. Which is, was a miracle. In wow. same mm. city, my dad doesn't allow my mom to go to my wow. sister's house and sleep with her. Wow. Can't, wow. He can't be separate from my dad, my mom. All the time he is sleeping with my mom. He wow. allowed my mom wow. to stay here for two months. Wow. So when he wanted to leave, my American friends, they we gave them a Bible because we knew my dad won't get it. Right. So we gave it to them. They said, this is a gift from us for you. Mm. They said, we have a Quran in our library. It's okay if you have a Bible in your mm -hmm. library. Would you accept it as a gift at the last day? Mm -hmm. And he accepted. Wow. wow. He, he took it and he brought it to my country. So those, those two months we had we had the time with my mom. Okay, so before my dad left, uh, my American friend invited them for Christmas and New Year to our church. So they came with us. And they said, wow, there's different. Like they feel Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Even they couldn't hear or like listen mm -hmm. or understand. They couldn't understand. So, and then he left. I had the chance to talk my mom to the small groups, to our church, even she could understand. I was explaining to her. I asked her, can I read the Bible to you every night? She said, sure. Mm -hmm. I started reading Bible Matthew to my mom every night, uh, praying together. Sometimes she asked me to pray and ask Jesus for healing, for different trauma. Mm -hmm. And then one day, like uh, my friend who asked me a simple question, do you want to open your heart to Jesus? Mm -hmm. I was learning from her. Mm -hmm. I asked my mom simple question. Mom, do you want to open your heart to Jesus? Mm -hmm. So you can see how he's faithful in my life after 10 years. And she could see my husband, Sam, he has a peace. Mm -hmm. So she felt, okay, they have, they have something different. Mm -hmm. I never had it. So I said, okay, mom, can you open your heart to Jesus? She said, okay, Esther, there is something. For 30 years, there is big, huge issue, problem in my life. Nobody doesn't know about it. And I pray as all the like imam in the Quran, nobody could take away from my life. If Jesus can take away from my life, I would become Christian. Hmm. I said, mom, stop. Jesus doesn't need that. If mm. you do that, I'm going to be mm. Christian. Just open your heart and invite him to come to your life with all your heart. Mm. And she said, okay. And after a few minutes, she said, pray for me. I prayed for her. Praise the Lord. She became Christian. Mm. And she had a private baptism in my church. I yeah. love that. I love that. Wow. Only my love. Wow. And then she, she returned back to our country and problem gone. Yeah. Problem was God. Wow. That's amazing. You know what's so really cool about this? Like, as I'm hearing your story is, 
you know, your father was already like kind of encountering God, right? Through Sam and all these things. And then he goes to America. And, you know, even though he like, because part of it is probably because, you know, he's been, he's older, it's pride. He couldn't say yes right away, but he knew that this Jesus was real. I think that's why he wanted your mom to stay maybe for two more months because he's like, this is real. I think I want her to be here and maybe she can give her life to Jesus. I mean, who knows? But your father was very open to that because I think he sensed this is real and she, my wife needs to be here longer, you know? So it's just, it's just really powerful to hear that story and how you were able to lead your, your mom to Christ in that way. So what about your dad? Is there anything about your dad? Were you able to lead your dad to Christ? Is there more to this story? Yeah, so like two years after that, so when my mom returned back to our country, my brother, who's really smart, he find, and my dad, they felt mom is different. Mm. It's something different. And they start pushing her. Why you don't record on anymore? Why you do like a, mm. a Sunday, two time a day, pray? Yeah. So why you changed? And they, she is scared from them. So mm. she called me and she said, what should I do? I'm scared. I said, it's okay, mom. Jesus has mercy. Just in Islam time, Islam way, sit down and cover, but talk to Jesus. Mm. Pray in Jesus' name. When they are not home, read Bible. So it, even it was hard for her to understand Bible because she didn't go to university. Mm. So yeah. Praise the Lord. After like eight years, she is still Christian. But like after a few months, they let her go. They didn't push her mm. anymore. So, but my brother feeling my mom is different. Like maybe something happened after mm. she left the United States. So, and after like <coughs> two years, um, my, uh, there was like a trip to the Middle East. We wanted to go to that trip. I wanted to see my mom and help help her to grow in her faith i bought a ticket to bring my mom to that country but my brother he didn't allow us to do that mm. well there is something about christianity so we're gonna teach her he felt uh he's he called me he was fighting with me i'm not gonna allow my mom to mm. come without dad to visit you if you want to see my mom you have to buy a ticket for that too Mm-hmm. and he canceled everything mm-hmm. and he was angry and he called dad and he said Esther is a still Christian so don't allow my mom to be alone with her for a couple of weeks so he got mad again he didn't talk to me mm-hmm. he just fought with my mom and another war happened in their house and he and my brother they cut their relationship for a year with me. Even my dad, even my daughter was little and they loved her so much. They, before that, they called us every day. So for mm-hmm. a year, uh, he didn't call to wow. see his granddaughter. So it was really hard and crying and crying and praying and praying. And after a year, even when my second uncle passed away, I called him. But he didn't answer my phone. So during that year, I was praying all the time for my dad. After a year, I felt God said, this is another time. Mm. I said one of the verses of Bible, it's, I guess, from Revelation chapter 3. 
I, I don't remember. God said, I'm behind the door, not the door. Mm -hmm. If you open the door, mm -hmm. I'm going to come. I sent that verse to my dad as a text. Mm -hmm. And I explained to him, I love you so much. Without you, my life is hard, really hard. But without Jesus, I'm going to die. Mm. And he replied back to my message. He sent me some sticker of heart and kiss. Mm. So from that time till now, it was around maybe four years ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a relationship together. He's really nice to me. But we didn't talk anything about mm -hmm. our faith. But two years ago, sorry, I went to my company to visit my family with my husband. For me, uh, I could go every year, but for my husband, it was like uh, dangerous. For him, it was after 15 years, but for me, it was after one year, one year and a half. All of us, we went to our country to visit my family, and we prayed a lot. We felt God said, go. So it was the first time for my brother to see Sam. And he has a kid, uh, nine years old son, who has a who who is hyperactive and autism, they don't have a peace at all. Mm -hmm. So and they felt the peace in our family, mm -hmm. and I felt this is the time to go pray for my family. Mm -hmm. So one day from morning till twelve a.m., my nephew was run away, run, 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 and crying and loudly, no peace. And all my family, I could see how they are depressed because of the situation. So at the evening, uh, uh, my sister's daughter, she came to me. She had a stomach pain. She asked me to pray for her. I was praying for her. And my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, she right away came to the room. And she saw I touched her body and prayed. She was like shocked and sit down and quiet and see us. So and then after a few minutes, uh, my sister daughter said, I got healed. Mm -hmm. No pain. Mm -hmm. And then after a few hours, my sister-in-law said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. She said, how is possible? You prayed and she got healed? I said, yes, because I pray in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she asked a couple of questions. I explained to her. She's a strong, really a strong Muslim. And then she said, can you pray for my son who has autism? I said, sure, I am praying for him. It's been a couple years. And then uh, it was 12 a.m. Uh, he finally fell asleep. My brother was holding him and he was depressed. I went to my brother, I said, can I pray for your son? He said, yes. Mm. I was praying, not loud, he couldn't hear me, but he knew I'm praying with Jesus in Jesus' name. I put my hand on his son's body, I prayed. And then I felt God said, pray for your brother. I put my hand on my brother's 
head and pray for him. And when I wanted to touch his face, I saw his crying kill. Mm. It touched his heart. I I trusted God sent me you and your family. This is his promise, and I pray for my rest of my family. So uh it been a couple of years, uh me, Sam, my sister, sometimes my mom, my nephew. We gather together online, we pray, we share Bible. So and so your brother is more open to it now, right? He's open to you praying. He's yeah. not against it anymore. Yes. Wow. And still your brother and your father have not given their lives to Jesus yet, right? But they sensed, right? Yes. My bro my two of my brother, two brother, my dad, one of my sister in law. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, they're oh, not they're, they're, they're the ones you yes. pray for. Yeah, you're praying for, so, yeah. My, my my mom, my sister, uh, my nephew, my niece, two of my nieces, and one of my sister-in-law. Mm. Wow, <laughs> they came to God. The numbers keep growing. Yes. Wow, that's really great. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, that's just so powerful. And, you know, uh, one of the things I, as I think about this is that, you know, you became a Christian and you were kind of like, all by yourself because you couldn't like you just you couldn't you couldn't profess your faith in your family and i think that encounter you had with your friend when you met her at that gathering um it just like it overwhelmed you and you just wanted to seek jesus and you know i think people maybe in our audiences they listen to this like did you really see jesus did you really get on your knees and you know like this vision that you saw of jesus which is so powerful but it's like you know i've said this before in the podcast when you when you ask Jesus to reveal your, himself to you, he has every desire to do that. And you were longing for it. You were longing for Jesus. And he just came to you in a vision. It's just so beautiful and powerful to see that. And I wonder, like, you know, even for us here in the States, a lot of Christians, like, how, how much do we really long for Jesus? And it's really hard, honestly, Esther, that, you know, we as Americans, it's really difficult for American Christians to really hunger and long for Jesus like you had. Like you were so hungry for Jesus. You didn't have a Bible. You didn't have anyone you can go to. You didn't have any Christians you really knew. You were in a home where, you know, it was a hostile environment for you to know that if, you know, like for you to profess that you're starting to believe in Jesus. And so because of all of that, like there was this, there was this moment like where Jesus just revealed himself to you in such a beautiful way. And I think I'm just so encouraged by that. And I think our audience, you know, like you're listening to her story and you're just like, this is crazy. Like all this crazy stuff. And it's just amazing. I hope that you realize is that, you know, the more we long for Jesus, the more we hunger for his presence and the more we're committed to trying to do our best, you know, to like obey his commandments, the more we're able to connect with his presence in a deeper way. And so that's what I'm being really encouraged by, by your story. And it's really a beautiful, beautiful story. And God keeps doing some amazing things. I know that you, you and your husband, have some amazing things that you're you're doing now, but you're also going to be doing in the future. We're just really so excited about all of that. So it's really cool. Yeah, Sua, you had a couple questions, right, Sua, that you wanted to maybe ask? Uh, I don't know if I have any questions. Um, I'm like, I, this is this is actually my second time listening to a variation of the story. But yeah, 
just this move like the second time if not more yeah you know you don't cry that much but man you getting that tissue wiping your oh, eyes no, I'm just, you know it's not it's not because it's not like i'm um, emotional because it's a sad story i think it's, no no it's, you know when like a human heart encounters something that is so real and sincere like you're just moved. yeah like the real like yeah. authenticity of it because it's very rare i think in our world to find something that is so real and true and so when you yeah. hear it i feel like it really moves you you know and yeah. um, the thing that really resonated with me with esther's story is um how real jesus is to her right i think yep. a lot of times you know for me even um when i do my faith i confuse what's real and what's not i confuse what's primary and what's secondary it's like mm -hmm. you know Esther said to her dad you know you are my dad like you are so important to me but without Jesus I would die mm -hmm. she understands that hierarchy of what's primary and what's secondary and what yeah. is real and what is even more real but I yeah. think a lot of times we are deceived living in our world yeah. what we see um, our natural world and the circumstances of our lives and the things that we have um, are real and the things yeah. of the spiritual world are not that real and that's how we mm. live our lives but I think Esther mm. really lives her life knowing what is truly real and what is just here for now yeah that is a perspective shift that I'm challenged to um, think yeah about. and this this is one of the reasons why I think I believe like people need to like you know kind of like it's great that she's there because you know she kind of came and like overwhelmed you and other people in your church because this is one of the reasons why we have to travel the world and see what god's doing because you'll meet people like esther all over the world and you're just like my goodness the hunger the desperation the belief in who jesus christ is in their life it's, it just it overwhelms you and you just realize yeah this is something that's in some ways very inspiring and otherworldly compared to like what's going on here in the states and how we do religion and you know in john 15 uh, Jesus, in, in the 17 verses in John 15, he uses the word remain uh, uh, 10 times. That's a lot of times, that repetition. And he kept saying, if you remain in me, I will remain in you, right? And it's this beautiful thing that Jesus is saying this because he wants to be in a relationship with us. But when I think about us in the States, I think like a lot of times our struggle is that we don't want to remain in Jesus all the time. Maybe we want to remain in Jesus like on a Sunday when we go to church. But when it's like Monday to Saturday, we're like we don't want to remain in Jesus, and I think that's a struggle with like Western Christianity, uh, is just that there is this, there is not this desire, this real hunger and desire, saying like, like what kind of like what Esther's story is. If I don't remain in Jesus, like if I don't remain in Him all the time, I will die. Like I just cannot survive, and that's why He says, "I am the vine, and you're the branches." And the vine is a symbol of life, and Jesus basically saying, "You can't do anything without Me," and like. It's a it's an encouraging but it's a challenging statement. And for us here in the West, when we read a passage like that, we're wondering like, okay, that's nice, but like it's amazing to meet somebody when they really are living that out and they realize that without Jesus, I can't do this. Like without Jesus, I cannot live. And like even to my father, I could say, Dad, I love you. I love you so much, and you're my dad. But if I don't have Jesus, I'm gonna die. I mean, that's basically like the passage like in the flesh, like coming alive, like we just heard in her testimony. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And I think like for our audience, I just want to encourage you that, you know, Esther's story, though very powerful and unique, it could be our story too, if we're willing to just like really remain 
in Jesus and give all of ourselves to Jesus, not just a little bit, but all of ourselves. And sometimes it's really hard. And honestly, like, you know, I've heard people say this in the past as well, but without like, like, like some sense of conflict and hardships, it's really hard to really remain in Jesus. Right. Like, and, and to, and to do that and to, and to connect with him in that way. And, uh, and sometimes when we're in the safe confines of the West here, it's really difficult for us to honestly just kind of move forward. But Esther, I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, audience, if you guys have any thoughts, any questions, any reactions to her story, just feel free to just let us know. Uh, you can email me or Sua. All of our information is at weekpastor.org. Thank you for joining us. Tune in for next uh, week. Wait, Esther has one more parting comment. Oh, okay. Esther has one more parting comment. Okay, Esther, go for it. So at the end, I wanted to encourage the people who are listening to us today. Sometimes you think God is far away. Sometimes mm. you think God is silent. It's Life is hard all the time. But I try my best all the time middle of the storm to stick with Jesus. Even the harder time more, spend more time with him. What I'm doing every day, I'm praying and asking Jesus to give me a people today who's broke, who's crashed, mm -hmm. who lost their hope and use me mm -hmm. every day as a bone. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to say at the end, um, for me, like uh, the book of Esther, I guess chapter four, it said, um, who knows? Maybe you will. God has called me such a time as this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Each of us should have one, at least one a specific verse of our Bible. Live with that every day. Mm. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Again, listen, thank you so much, Esther. And we're looking forward to having your husband come up and, uh, and do the part two for us. So, yes, please tune in again next week. Uh, for Sam's interview and also his story, which is going to be powerful. And I, I can't wait to ask him how he dealt with your rejection, how he dealt with when you said, I don't want to marry you. Like how he felt when you said that, because I'm sure he prayed for you every day, all that time. Then you're like, I don't want to marry you anymore. I just want to know like how he felt. I can't wait to ask him that. So anyway, again, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.